This is the Retail Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. We're on that third mega trend where consumers really have taken over the shopping channel. They're walking into stores a lot more informed. We don't hide from the fact that retail is difficult. You know, every day is a challenge, but that excites the customer. They love that. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Market Scale Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Managing workflow is a constant among all business, regardless of industry. It's one of the most basic things to perfect and the one that can have the most positive domino effects for the rest of the company. You get more productive employees, more efficient deliverables, and all of that ties into more profit. So how does all of this uniquely apply to retail? And what challenges do retailers have that no one else has? Here to explain and give his perspective is Doug Spiron, Senior Vice President of ThinkTime LLC. Doug, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation, mostly because you know, you're know you really a thought leader on this subject. Not only have you been in the industry for 30 plus years, which makes you a, a retailer at heart, you're also a technologist and you've felt that blend of the two throughout your career, and I think that gives you a really uh, unique perspective. So uh, tell our audience a little bit about that perspective, um, how those two worlds have blended together for you, and where that puts your point of view for today's conversation. That's great. I I did. I started in retail back in my mid-teens for Sears, Roebuck & Company way back in the day, and, and technology obviously then didn't play the role that it plays in today's workplace. Um, But uh, across 30 years of experience, I saw technology become more and more critical to the workplace, uh, both from a point of sale standpoint, but but then also to things like task management that we're gonna speak about today. And and so many of the facets um, really manifested themselves in how well retailers performed. Yeah, and I mean, we're we're seeing technology affect efficiency in all industries uh you know whether we're talking industrial internet of things whether we're talking task management like we are today uh in and everything in between we're seeing the power that technology has um in really affecting the basics of daily business operation and i think it's important to understand what that change has looked like in the workplace in general before we dig into retail so in your 30 years and just as you've seen the workplace evolve around you how have you seen the concept of task management also change in the workplace well with the introduction of technology Um, some modern problems really emerged into the workplace. And today's associates expect a different level of communication and knowledge transfer than they ever did in the past. Um, Maybe 20 years ago, having a team meeting to cover a subject once a week was good enough. That's definitely not good enough today. People jump on Google, they put in a request, and they instantly get back information. That translates into the workplace. And and so really having information readily available in real time, knowing exactly what's expected of me as an associate, and having the tools I need to be able to go and perform those duties is more critical today than it's ever been. Right, right, exactly. I mean, the the content itself, 
you know, whether we're talking daily operations or whether we're talking something large scale like a, a marketing campaign, um, you know, technology has elevated the end product. And therefore, the process of getting that end product got more complicated, so the technology had to match. No, no doubt about it. And, and along with that came some really unique problems. I mean, of course, always retailers have always wanted consistent execution from associate to associate or location to location. Um, but not having real-time visibility is no longer acceptable. Um, you know, not knowing whether you're overloading your workforce with too much work is no longer acceptable. Missing real-time task opportunities or not having a mobile solution for your associates to be out on the floor where the customers are, being able to be in constant communication and be able to greet and serve those customers well while they're being efficient. Um, those are the expectations in today's workforce. Right. So let's lightly break down what the uh, what the marketplace looks like for task management software right now. Um, you know what what are the asanas and and the slacks of the world accomplishing um, that you find innovative and useful? And then we'll get into you know where are we missing the mark when it comes to retail specifically? Yeah, I think um, you bring up some really good players in the space, um, ones that we have tremendous respect for. That said, though, I think, you know, what happens is people get really good at one segment. So they're really good at the communication aspect or they're a help ticketing solution or they're a task management only solution. Um, and, and so the challenge begins to come in um, when I think the expectation is to deliver something that's much more holistic and a solution that provides for more than one thing in a one-stop stop shop solution. So, Daniel, to your point, I think there's a lot of great players out there, um, but the marketplace for task management or some of the other solutions I mentioned is highly segmented, and there's very few that kind of pull it all together into a one-stop shop. Well, and it also feels like as each industry realizes how technology affects it the best, right? I mean, how manufacturing pulls data for on-the-floor decisions versus how retail pulls data to, um, you know, make marketing decisions on the fly. That kind of stuff operates very differently, and therefore the task management softwares are having to get more and more market-focused. Um, you know, the, the the basic ones that cover everything are useful, but there are some industries that I, I guess you would say are demanding a more focused solution. Yeah, I, I would just say that retailers um, have grown and become more tech-savvy over time as well. And the, the, the pressure that Amazon has put onto the marketplace um, to, to, to A, be focused, but B, to deliver... Um, real amazing experiences for consumers to keep them at brick and mortar versus maybe ordering something online um, ha has created such a challenge. And so the technology that's put in play at point of sale or, or in this case, um, in the associate's hand on a mobile device to get a task done to put a sign up uh, for an upcoming promotion that's so critical to the business and differentiating for the business versus what's available online um, has never been more important than it is today. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, um, you bring up a lot of great points that I'm about to dive into as well. Um, but before we jump into those, um, let's break down the specific processes that retailers have that other 
businesses don't really have to deal with? I think you've already brought some of them up, but let's let's formalize them. What are these specific processes that are unique to retailers, and how do these processes create unique challenges for retail that other task management softwares and task management approaches just can't quite get right? One of the biggest ones that I just recall from from my days before I left retail was this idea of personalization. Um, it, it, you know, in the past, it was okay to send out some hundred page PDF document that explained to every store exactly what you wanted them to do. Um, and, and store managers would parse through that gigantic document and find what was applicable to their location. As you know, not every location is built the same way. Some, some stores are larger, some stores are smaller, some on a mall, some off the mall, some have, um, a larger assortment, some have an edited assortment. And so it's not possible in today's world because everyone out there is trying to make every store look like the community that it serves to send out one gigantic document that everyone has to then absorb and parse and figure out what applies to them. And so one of the things you have to solve for today in a task management software or, or, or an operational platform, that all-in-one platform that ThinkTime really strives to be, is to be able to personalize everything all the way down to a user role um, at a specific location and help the home office team be able to easily do that. Um, and so that's a real challenge, Daniel, when you think about it, but ThinkTime really helps with that process and does it in a very efficient way. Well, it's interesting to see how personalization is affecting not only the front end of retail, but the back end too. Um, I mean, so much of retail's most recent set of evolutions uh, has been very experience economy driven, has been uh, very much about you know getting people up off the couch, getting them to the store, and then how do you keep them at the store? You know what is the value of actually getting them in a physical space? All of that comes down to personalization and making them feel like their visit is unique to them. Well, it's cool to see that that emphasis on personalization is also making its way to the floor staff. You know, people working at your your franchise store, um, the people that are managing the you know communications at your headquarters, um, the entire team. I guess you're seeing that retail is now demanding that they get that same level of personalization and, and all of the back-end processes feel as equally important as retail is putting that emphasis on the end user to have that personalized experience too. Yeah, it's it's exactly the way you just described it. And then it goes even a step further. And so when I'm an associate on the floor and I run into a challenge, whether I'm trying to execute, um, I'm trying to execute a promotion or I'm trying to, uh, you know, put a sign up, as I mentioned earlier, or whatever the case may be. And I run into a challenge. Associates are now expecting a personalized level of support as well. Um, and so, so they don't want to call some 1-800 number and, and maybe get a generic response. They don't want to send an email to the person who they think might give them the best answer to the problem they're facing. They want to know for certain. And, and so um, that personalization extends not only from the retailer doing their planning about how they're engaging the consumer. It extends to the way that I'm communicating with the associate, giving them personalized information for their store, and then it goes to that next level. When that associate runs into a challenge, what kind of personalized approach do I have to giving them the support they need? And so ThinkTime really tackles that in two very specific ways. Um, 
back to the holistic um, uh, platform comment that I made earlier, um, there's a knowledge base that's resident inside ThinkTime that allows an associate to go and search for news articles or standard operating procedures, information that they can easily search for and find and kind of get self-help. And then, you know, really the differentiating factor is the help ticketing or support mechanism that's built in to think time as well. And so when I'm an associate and I'm in the middle of that challenge, all I do is just click on, click on a little question mark icon in the task, whether I'm on mobile or whether I'm on a desktop, doesn't matter, laptop. And I literally get connected in real time with exactly the right party who was pre-described to be a part of that task. And that person or persons are going to provide support to me in a really personalized way. Yeah. And that's all super powerful for efficiency and getting everyone to buy in more personally to what's happening at the store. I mean, when you have a workforce that is, you know, passionate about what they're doing, um, even if, you know, they're just one piece of a larger puzzle, that goes a really long way for how they interact with customers, how they treat their day-to-day and those interactions with customers. It elevates that from being a chore that might also, you know, lead to some some negatives or might become um, a problem for their day, and then that has to go to a back end that is unresponsive, right? It all it all domino effects. It goes from that to okay, now I get to approach what I'm supposed to be doing, which is interacting with the customer more holistically, more authentically, because I know I don't have to worry about if something goes wrong or or you know just the the general feel of my job isn't quite as task oriented. It feels more more. Um, people oriented there there's no doubt that what you're saying is exactly right so so think about this gallup's latest study uh state of the american workplace said that only 33 percent of associates in retail believe that they have the tools they need to do their job and so as you know disengagement leads to all kinds of bad behaviors absenteeism turnover lower productivity uh, lower customer service metrics and you can equate all that to sales and ultimately to profit for every retailer when you reverse that trend and you start to create engagement through giving the correct tools and and supporting that associate in the way that they never expected that you could um, the study actually says you're going to see, you know, up to 41% lower absenteeism or 24% lower turnover, 17% higher productivity, 10% higher customer service metrics. And the list goes on Daniel. And so when you think about like, okay, I want to get underneath this disengagement. I want to turn it into engagement. Um, we really believe that we hold a key to helping retailers do exactly that. Uh, back to this experience economy that we were touching on just a smidge earlier. Um, you know, we, we we talked about the back end, but I think the the day to day has become something very different in the experience economy, and and like we've said, has really turned um, a a floor associate or a, a store manager or even people working at a, a headquarters level position in retail. It's really turned their job into something. Uh, more people-focused, more content-focused, and more personalized. Um, are you seeing this create a higher need for productivity and efficiency? You know, it, it, is this more personalized approach to retail demanding more productivity and efficiency from um, professionals in retail? 
Oh, I, I absolutely think so. I mean, I, I think the trend, and, and you've probably seen this in lots of studies, the trend is less people on the floor uh, overall. And so so when you look at each retailer, and, and maybe in the past they had 10 associates during a peak period, they may only have seven or six, you know, peak uh, at peak times now. And so those six associates have to perform in a differentiated way. The pressure point is, you know, that customer has a choice. They have lots of choices. They have other brick and mortar retailers that they can go visit. And certainly the online piece is at an epic level now. And, and the threat is so real to retailers that a customer is just going to make a choice to sit on their couch and click a button and never actually put a shadow in the door of a, of a, a brick and mortar store. And so those six or seven associates now have to perform at a level of consistent execution like never before. They have to deliver an experience that's not only exceptional, but it's memorable. And it's something that creates a return visit. And so, uh, Daniel, your point spot on. I mean, it, it, it demands a much higher level of productivity, but the knowledge that associate has to have, the ability to portray the brand standards or um, the desired message that's the hook to keep that customer coming back over and over again to a brick and mortar location when it's not the easiest shopping experience available is so critical. So, Doug, the real reason why we've got you on the podcast, obviously, is to get your personal thought leadership on this subject, but in a more timely fashion, I know that the company you work for, ThinkTime, um, they recently released a white paper on this entire subject, and it's titled, We Know What Makes Retail Work. I read through it, and the solutions that ThinkTime presents to a lot of the problems that we just brought up are very unique, um, and I feel like it's important to understand why ThinkTime is going in this direction and what the thought process was for these solutions and where you honed in task management for modern retail. Um, so the ones that really stand out to me after reading it are, um, and these are just kind of paraphrasing, but we've got development, enabling, personalization, validation and auditing and those were the five that kind of stood out to me as, as why is it important to have a flexible fresh task management software uh, benefiting you as a retailer so I think it's important to break some of these down get a general look at the white paper and try to conclude some of our thoughts on what does it mean to be efficient and effective on in your back end as a retailer so let's just get a general overview first of the white paper. What would you say you'd want readers to take away if they had to summarize their thoughts on this white paper after reading it? Yeah, I would want them to say technology-wise, ThinkTime is a leader in the industry. But simultaneously, the leadership team at ThinkTime has been there and done that. And it's not just myself. Uh, the entire leadership team has played roles, district managers, et cetera, uh, in retail. And so what we've done is, I think, you know, taken a, a differentiated approach, which says we know technology is critical and, and it's never been more important to stay on top of where the trends are going, et cetera. But then, you know, bundle with that, creating features that are actually usable and meaningful and actually produce the efficiencies and productivity um, that we were talking about earlier. And so it's a really balanced approach of understanding the industry, understanding the needs of the industry in the modern day that we're living in, and then providing technology that then allows the retailer to really take their business to the next level. Perfect. Great summary. Let's get into the meat of it now. So like I said, 
the white paper lays out some key points that really stood out to me. Um, and I'll, I'll paraphrase them again here, but really what you're saying is that a task management software in retail needs to be able to develop on the cutting edge, needs to enable the people at the company, needs to be able to personalize and declutter processes, needs to be able to validate the most important work, and it needs to be able to audit to build consistency. Um, I think those are pretty important tenants to any sort of, uh, effective retail business. So let's break each one of those down and why ThinkTime decided to focus in on that solution. So let's start with the first one, developing on the cutting edge. Um, you know, when we think about a task management software, I guess what you're saying here is it's important for it to be flexible and ever-changing and adaptive. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, obviously cloud-based is the minimum price of entry now and um, not requiring a specific hardware. Um, so being agnostic from the standpoint of, okay, well, which browser are we going to force a retailer to use? Well, we shouldn't do that. We should be able to let them use whatever browser they prefer. Um, which hardware are they going to run our application on? And, and we should be flexible in that regard. And so that, that in, makes you absolutely build technology that's flexible. It makes you think about where the marketplace is going from a technology perspective and really put your retail partners into the best position pop possible so they don't have to flip um, two years down the road or three years down the road and change lanes and have to do something different. Yeah, I mean, I think that's super crucial for any sort of software implementation. Um, you know, we no longer live in a in a business world where you can install something or you know implement new hardware that's going to last you for for the next decade, I mean, unless we're talking about giant machinery, uh, any of the smaller decisions for uh, whether it's process management or content creation, whatever it is, I mean, you get updates almost daily. So it's it's naturally, uh, I guess it, it, it's it's necessary for this software to um, to be intuitive and to be adaptive. Yeah, and the part you talked about about being able to update seamlessly is critical. You no longer can you ask a client to be on a different version of the software for long periods of time and and having people behind the curve. I mean, the ability for ThinkTime to keep all of our clients on the same version of the software and then have the selective ability to decide which features they want to turn on or off is there because we are staying on top of where technology is going. The next piece that stood out to me was ThinkTime's focus on enabling people. Um, I feel like this is something we touched on already when we talked about making each associate and each member of your retail team feel like they have a voice and feel like they're important to the overall operation, make them passionate about what they're doing. Um, you know, what else do you feel like is necessary for that, that chunk of retail's um, business, this idea of enabling people? I mean, the days of a manager operating their business from some back room is archaic. I mean, it's lo it's it's long gone, right? And so, in our world, when we think about enabling, it's it's as much about getting everybody out on the floor where the customer is and being able to do the work on the fly. And, and it's so funny. I mean, we're all we all have our phones in our hands so much now. And so the expectation is that the world just works that way. And so the technology that we've developed, 
um, you know, whether it's the offline mode um, that allows somebody to continue to get work done uh, for tasks or store visits when they don't even have signal and then being able to reconnect and upload everything at the point, you know, that they then have signal again. It's just a great example of just being able to be enabling of working in any situation and, and being able to get the work done on the fly. And a special feature that ThinkTime is adding to the table is this idea of offline mode, which is something I wish, you know, something as simple as my Hulu app would have, right? Just the, the ability to communicate, download content or whatever when you're not connected to Wi-Fi or data. That's super important in a retail space, especially when you look at some of the connectivity that malls nowadays have. I mean, you'd think they have great Wi-Fi, but I was just in an Urban Outfitters the other day, and I couldn't connect to the internet to save my life. Um, so, you know, this idea of going offline to make sure that you can communicate on uh, a structured platform is is really essential. You know, you, you need to be able to have that, that point of contact, even if there isn't, a, you know, super strong Wi-Fi signal, something as simple as that. Yeah, and it's back to the technology piece as well. I mean, smart smart caching, knowing what, what to cache and when to cache it so that that data is uploaded um, in, in, in different increments. And, and then, you know, the offline mode really solves for things like back rooms where, you know, the, the Wi-Fi is sketchy, like you said, and, and people still need to get the work done and they don't want to stop. They want to keep going and they want to get the work done and then reconnect uh, when their signal's better. And so, yeah, providing for that is just a great example of enabling the workforce to get things done and to be more productive. This is something we also already touched on, but the idea of personalizing. Um, but then another little chunk we haven't really touched on is decluttering. So uh, think time is kind of grouping those together as not necessarily one in the same, but they they are codependent. Um, why is personalization and decluttering workflow so crucial for today's retail? I mean, I, I, I'm a sports guy. And so, you know, I, I watch the Kentucky Derby or, or any other horse race and, and you see that blinder on the horse, right? And, and there's several reasons for that. You want them to look down the track where they're going so they go the fastest they can possibly go. But you also don't want them distracted by the horse to their left or to their right. And, and so this is a pretty simple concept, um, keeping people with the information that's just for them something that's been crafted for their role in their location versus some batch document that goes out to everyone keeps people highly focused and gives them the ability to really know exactly what's expected of them and their role in that particular location. And so from the very beginning, this was such a huge priority for us um, by, by user, by role, by location, the ability to segment data to segment content, to, to really fine tune and, and, and be laser focused on, okay, what is it that I need to do? Um, but also have the ability to then see company news or, or big picture information as well. And so we've really provided for that. And so that decluttering process is, as we call it in the white paper, um, really removes all of that superfluous information and allows an associate in a retail store to really be focused on what's specifically for them to do. The next point on this white paper, and one that I think is particularly important, is the ability to validate the most important work. 
with your task management software. But you know, I think more importantly than that is is being able to create a hierarchy of your tasks. Be able to say this is immediate, this is urgent, we need to get this done right now, or this is something we can accomplish by end of day, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. Creating that hierarchy is, I think, incredibly important for any sort of productive business. Why would you say that there needs to be a focus on this kind of validation and hierarchy of tasks in retail specifically? Well, Daniel, I, I think the biggest point is not all tasks are created equal. Um, so when you think about it, you know, there's the daily mundane stuff that's kind of a recurring task and I just kind of check it off the list and it's stuff that needs to get done. I'm not saying it's not important, but it doesn't rise to that level of brand critical. Um, but some tasks do and, and not too distant past, um, all of us will remember, you know, some food safety issues that happened, um, in, in restaurants. And so when that was all boiled down, it was a matter of instructions that had been sent down, but they weren't necessarily taken as seriously. Associates haven't signed off that they read and understood the documentation. And, um, you know, maybe there wasn't as much district manager or field leader intervention to ensure that people really understood that this was kind of a brand critical food safety issue. And so what we've done is we've created a mechanism um, that, as you said, kind of takes those most important tasks and allows there to be multiple different ways to validate that things got done. And so whether it's, hey, send me a photo that you actually did this or fill out this survey, which is um, built right into ThinkTime's forms builder and then delivered via the task, much like a quiz or a test. And show me that you have knowledge of this new policy or procedure that's so important to us. Or maybe it's something like district manager validation, where I can set up a task where a district manager receives a notice as soon as the store manager completes a task and their job is to actually validate that their stores that report to them did it exactly the way that the corporate team wanted it done. And so as we think of the hierarchy that you were talking about, not all tasks are made equal. And we put a lot of time and effort into ensuring that ThinkTime could support that, not only support it, but the word validation, validate that it actually got done and got done to the standard that was expected. Um, and we felt that was really important. And then all of that builds into the last point, which is this idea of auditing all of those tasks to be able to build consistency and repeatability and be able to grow from that data, be able to see, okay, we got analytics on how our team is performing. We need to change things next month to be more efficient. Those kinds of changes and that emphasis on data is crucial in today's retail environment, really just in business in general. Um, you know, why do you see auditing being particularly important in retail? And in my head, it goes to the fact that there are so many assets and so many associates to manage and, and to take care of and, and to, um, you know, to, to really keep an eye on. Um, I feel like that creates kind of this, this stacked level of importance to be able to audit your performance and make changes if things aren't working how you expected them to. Uh, yeah, I mean, just the nature of of humans, right? We're not all we're not we're not all built at the same level of understanding, and you know, each person takes longer to absorb certain things, and et cetera. And so, 
if you think about kind of each business has mission critical things that their brand stands on and auditing to build consistency is all about supporting uh, the ability for the retailer to go out and check to ensure those most critical things are getting done on a consistent basis. If you think about, and maybe an example would be Chick-fil-A. Um, Chick-fil-A right now is performing at such an unbelievably high level um, and they're putting pressure on all the burger joints and all the kind of people that we've seen for years and years dominate the industry and Chick-fil-A is really the up and comer. Why is that? Well, the reason is every single one of their franchisees has has set of standards that they follow. Those standards are hypercritical to the way they operate their business. And if I go to a Chick-fil-A on the south side of town, or then I go to the Chick-fil-A on the north side of town, I expect everything to taste the same. But more importantly, I expect the experience to be exact and, and perfect and to follow certain cues that that brand thinks is important. And so ThinkTime's really built in this idea of auditing via mobile, via the web, uh, however someone wants to do that, being able to build a checklist, uh, multiple checklists of all different kinds to support uh, things like labor visits or safety visits or, or merchandising visits, et cetera. And each of those can be executed by leaders who go out and check those standards. And, and when they do that, um, they help the brand be more consistent from store to store and from associate to associate. And again, we thought this was a really important piece to add to the platform. And, and as we said, Daniel, throughout, it's not just about task management. There's an audit component. There's a help ticketing component. Um, there's a component around communication and the ability to find information that I'm looking for. There's this personalization piece. So it's really about being able to be a one-stop shop for associate and auditing is a huge part of that. Yeah, I mean, especially when you look at the challenges that brick and mortar stores face nowadays. Uh, you know, there, there's no guarantee that a brick and mortar store is going to stay around. Um, you know, if, if it's underperforming and it seems like, you know, it would be more cost effective to just shut down the store, um, you know, that we're seeing legacy brands go in that direction. So there's more of a need for not only retailers to craft brick and mortar stores that get people in the door, something more experience driven, but once they're there, you know, there are no process issues that get in the way of a consumer having a good experience. Um, you know, they, they should walk in and it be seamless. Uh, and I think that is what's so important about something like task management is that even though it is for the back end and it is for the professionals in, the de, you know, in each department or in uh, the industry as a whole, it really is for the end user. It's for the consumer because all of these things benefit them and give them an unparalleled experience, which will create customer retention, increase profits, brand awareness, all that good stuff. So I think, I think that mentality is probably a really good one to have if you're in retail, um, since the emphasis on the end user has been heightened, I think, as of late. No doubt. I, I think that's exactly spot on. Well, Doug, I think that about covers it for today's podcast. I'd like to thank you for joining us and giving us your really unique perspective on the importance of task management and, like you said, creating a one-stop shop for associates in retail. Just to kind of sum things up, give your final thoughts, 
which of the the different processes that we broke down today do you think is going to have the most tangible effect on the future of retail? You know, I, I know they work as a cohesive unit, but if you had to pick one and be like, you know, if if you had to focus in, you had to say this is really going to change how we manage our workflow in retail in the future, it would be X thing. What do you think that's going to be? Yeah, like you said, it's kind. Of, it, my first reaction is to say it's not one thing; it's all it's all the things, right? But but having to pick just one, um, you know, it's it's funny. You and I go out and you go onto a website, and then you go to Facebook, and and that uh, business serves you up an ad. Everything today is personalized, um, it, you know, and so I think personalizing and this idea of decluttering is so critical to the engagement of associates. It's one of the most powerful things that we do is get down to the associate level and deliver a personalized message for every user and every role and every location. So if I had to pick one, Daniel, that would be the one. Um, it's just so critical to be able to, to, to isolate and surgically deliver information directly to the associate that matters to them. Well, Doug, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. We spent a good portion of the podcast going over ThinkTime's white paper. We know what makes retail work, but I didn't even cover every single point. I only mentioned some of the ones that stood out to me. There is still a ton of information on there about other things that ThinkTime is bringing to the table, as well as why these solutions are necessary for retailers. Uh, so if people want to read the whole white paper and get the full rundown, where should they go? Yeah, so they, they should just uh, send us an email at info at thinktime.com. And uh, if they send us an email, we'll be more than happy to deliver the white paper to them. There's additional content on our website, thinktime.com. I think there's some other white papers there. Uh, there's some videos there and certainly a wealth of information around uh, the different uh, parts of the platform. And so we'd welcome people to go out and visit the website. But if you specifically want the white paper, send an email to info at thinktime.com. Beautiful. And I'll include that in the main post here on MarketScale's webpage as well. So thank you everyone for listening. Doug, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And again, thank you everyone for joining us today on the podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. And you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.